Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Hey, what do you say, podcast time, peoples? Al, what's up? Jerry, you, you asked me to remind you, you wrote. Remind me about the bug man. Yes. All right, good. Thank you. I took a note. I wanna, posty I, notes. I right, love so posty notes. I want to get your take on this because this stuff drives me nuts. And I'm sure you've dealt with this from time to time. So have you ever had someone come to the door just soliciting their services for roofing or new windows? Solar panels. So, yes, that's a big one too. You've seen this. Happen. I have seen this. So I had cornhole Monday night. I got home at 11 o'clock. I slept three hours, maybe. Uh, so by the time I got home, I was quite tired. So much so that I wasn't sure if I should go to the gym or not. But I said, you know what? Uh, an exhausted workout is better than not doing it at all, even though sometimes I don't believe that because I'm so tired. But what? I still went. I got home, took my shower, and I had a 40-minute window that I could take a quick nap before I had to go back out. So I lay on the couch. By the time I got settled, I had literally like 30, I set the alarm for 34 minutes. I passed right out, as you can imagine. I wake up to doo, 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 not a doorbell, just banging on the door. So I'm woken up like, what the hell was that? I slept 12 minutes because I looked at my phone. I'm like, okay, it was literally 12 minutes. And I can see through the glass. There's a guy, but I couldn't see who it was. So I opened the door and it's this guy with some exterminator company. Oh, hello, sir. I'm doing some work with this guy and that guy, and I wasn't sure what it was yet. We take care of the ants and the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have, we have a pest control company, but thank you very much. We have a guy. He continued to talk. I said, I have a pest control guy, but thank you. Shut the door, and I could see him through the glass, kept talking. Now, I very feel aggressive. like I was, I feel like I was rude by shutting the door on him. But I said, no, thank you. We have a pest control company already twice. We should not allow door-to-door knocking or ringing a bell. Well, why not ring the doorbell? Why are we banging on the door like there's a fire? He, why is he going on your property even? Well, that's true. Soliciting. I don't, yeah, I don't I, like that. I guess I could have yelled at him and told him to get off my property. But, I mean, I wasn't doing that. I, I would call the mayor of your town oh, and say, I don't want people knocking on my doors. Man, it's just... 
And then I, that was it. I go back to sleep. Yeah. Twelve minute nap. A Twelve minute waste nap. Of time. Well, that's a solid. They call it a power nap, Joe. Yeah, you, it you, is. But when you're expecting thirty minutes, no. I would never buy anything. Someone coming to me door to door. Like if I want me a neither. bug guy, I'm gonna do research on my bug guy. As I did. Right. I'm not gonna just take a random guy who's yeah. knocking on my door. I wonder what their success rate is for door to door salesmen. Five percent. I think no one matter, out of every almost, twenty. No matter what they're selling. Yeah, I think vacuum it's, cleaners. I think it's probably between one and twenty, one and twenty-five, something yeah, like that. I think it's probably. I I would guess it's lower these days. It might be. I think back in the day, it was maybe five percent. Maybe it is lower. I but don't I, know. But I think nowadays people don't even answer the doors. No. Well, well. See, I don't count that as a success or a fail. If they, I'm talking about getting the person in front right. of you. If no one's home, no one's home. There's not nothing you can. You do don't about count that. it as a failure for the door to door. Like, listen, there was one I contemplated. We have, and if I wasn't doing so much work around the house right now, I might have done it. Our driveway has has one crack in it, um, and it needs to be resealed and all that, but it's also not high on my priority list because last time I checked, I can still park on the driveway. On a cracked driveway. It's yep. what it is, and I have other things that need to be done. And so there was a guy that was sealing the uh, the driveway across the street, our neighbor, and then you could tell they were doing good work, right? And I was in the driveway. He came over. He goes, I don't mean to be rude. He goes, but I see you have a crack. You know, if you'd like us to give you an estimate. I actually contemplated it. And I said, no. I said, you know what? Thank you, but I'm good. I'm good. And he, no problem, sir. Have a great day. You just need some crack filler. Crack filler? Yeah. Crack filler? Remember that? Yeah. So. Jerry, I did a poll, and I'm curious what your thoughts are of this. I did a Twitter poll. I was just trying to find out about our Twitter audience. Yeah. Uh, I think the Twitter audience is probably similar to the podcast audience. So I asked, which of these statements about you is true? Okay. So you have four choices. I have at least one dog. Okay. I have at least one child. I have both. I have neither. Okay. Where do you think the majority of the people fell? Do you Both. Think? Right. 34% of our audience has both at least one child and at least one dog. What percent do you think have neither a dog nor a child? They have neither a dog or a child? Correct. 5%. 22%. Really? Yeah. Well. They have no dog. They have no child. Okay. Now, if you look at, what do you think? Um, okay, so there's 34% have both. 22% have neither. So that's 56. There's 44% left. So what percentage do you think only have one child? They do not have a dog. 25%. Nailed it. Oh, really? 25%. <laughs> Look at me. 19% of people have one dog but no child. Interesting. That was kind of interesting. It really split up pretty nicely here. I would say so, yeah. I was just uh, Sometimes I like to wonder about the audience. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. You don't care? Not really. Hmm. Just be friendly. Call in when you can. What, the audience? Say nice things. Well, I just like to know about, like, topics, right? Yeah. So, like, if I'm talking about dogs and stuff, what percentage of the audience even... Of big percentage. ...even cares? Yeah. When we 50%. talk about children, what percentage of the audience cares? Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? No doubt. So this is a pretty nice uh, breakdown, I thought. Right. So if you look at it statistically, if you take the I have both, which is 34%, and I have at least one child. Yeah. We could say that 59% of the audience has a child and a dog. There you go. Right? Yeah. Or something like that. Whatever the numbers were. If they yeah. had up to 59, you're right. It's pretty interesting. Right. Another thing I was thinking of, Jerry. Uh, please, because clearly you're thinking about chi children and dogs. Yes. Who's got a key 
I do. You got your uh, meat? Off, my keys are on my desk. I The big one. We got some meats. We got meats. We got meats. Yeah. Um, this is what I was thinking of. You know how, like, uh, in the, what we call at this point, the cancel culture situation yep. that we're in right now? Yep. That there are, there were things that were cool to joke about and talk about some years ago that are no longer cool to joke about. I'm talking about, like, uh, you know, I, I think things have gotten stricter for talk show hosts. Sure. For comedians. For... Social commentators. Mm -hmm. The one thing that it has not lessened uh, for the things you can say and talk about, rap music. What do you mean you can't talk about it? Well, I'm saying like rap music is still as insane as it's Oh, the lyrics are nuts. Been. The lyrics are absolutely nuts. Actually, I would actually say like rap it might be music worse. Right, I agree. is more acceptable. Correct. They are very, they're extreme. They're extreme. Mm -hmm. What? But why... Is that okay? Can't answer that question. I don't but know. But comedians, no good. Talk show hosts, no good. I TV, don't know. TV commentators, no good. I do not That's know. That's a weird one for me. Sure is. And I'm not even sure what I'm saying, like rap music. I mean, like hip hop and pop music. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's just like you said, it's like Ariana Grande, where she's not rap or hip hop. She's no. pop music. But she's very. But the, the music genre. Like musically, you can have lyrics. That say insane things. Yeah. Check out Megan Thee Stallion. But we can't. And Cardi B. But comedians can't play comedy acts from years ago. Howard Stern won't play certain things that he right. said years ago. It's just weird. I wonder why. You would think we would get more strict with musical lyrics. than, you But we're, we're actually loosening the restrictions there. But everywhere else we're tightening the restrictions. Yeah. I will. I want to do that. I want to do the one. I want to actually. What are I, you googling right now, Jerry? There's a song that I want to read you, you a couple of as many lyrics you, as I can. You're going to do an oral interpretation? Well, no, I'm not going to do an interpretation or anything. Oh. It's just it's some of the words there. Mm, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, one you know bit, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to do it because I, I have to literally. I'd have to bleep myself out. There's no point. Because, like, even when... So when I was uh, in high school, I loved what was then called heavy metal music. Sure. It's probably, like, hair band music now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I loved Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, all those, those bands. And back then, their lyrics were being condemned that they were, like, devil lyrics. Right, I remember that. When they weren't. Yeah, like, I remember that. Like, Judas Priest went on trial for a kid killing himself. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And Ozzy Osbourne as well. Ozzy Osbourne has a song called Suicide Solution. And some kid killed himself. And he was an Ozzy fan. And they pinned it on that where if you look lyrically at the song Suicide Solution, it was about drinking yourself to death. Like if you drink too much or drugs, it's sure the opening line. Wine is fine, but whiskey's quicker. Suicide right. is slow with liquor. It's not about k killing yourself. But these these... Lyrics were well, condemned, and yet now, I, like, no one cares about lyrics. And what's interesting is gun control in this country. I mean, in terms of how people view it, how it is debated, how people yell about it, I would say the majority of people, especially 
you know, the left, I mean, want guns basically off the streets, out of people's hands, and you've got the far right, you know, guns for safety and guns for protection. And yet, I heard a song the other day, and that's why I wanted to pull it up. I can't read the lyrics. I can't really read the lyrics. But, like, this song I heard, it's all about making it cool to shoot at crowds. And Who having this your, song, Jerry? Uh, this is a song by... Fivio Foreign, Lil TJ, and Polo G. Now, where do you hear this music? So, to make sure that my kid, not so much Matthew, he's almost 17. I'm not going to, at this point, I am not going to take his Spotify You're not going to police his music? Not at 17. Hmm. You know, at 12 and 13, yes, and we did. He's 17. I, I, you know, I, I can't. It's not, he's, an, he's basically an adult at this point. Um, I take a look at some of his songs and I tell him, what should I be looking for that Joe, my little guy should oh. not go near? So you have your older son on your side. Oh, sure. Partnering. Yeah. I mean, he helps out son. to make All sure right. that Joseph doesn't just, you know, like the popular rap song because of the popular. day. Right. So he gave me, you know, a good list of them and I, and I go through, oh, this guy is still doing this. Good Lord. Spraying for coronavirus, Jerry. So, um, where was I? You were so, saying that you used, uh, your older son right. helps you police some of the songs that your younger son is listening to. So we to. will go through my younger son's Spotify just to make sure we don't see the explicit, we don't see, and this was one that my son told me about. It's just, it's a lot of F words. It's a lot of exactly what you think it would be. Graphic sexually. No, not so much this one. I'm trying to think if there's like one one line I can read to you, which is like, wow. Um, made it out the field with some blank I was thugging with. We'll send some shots through the crowd while they huddling. And before that, he's talking about he's got a Glock, which I believe is a gun. Oh, yes. So you're setting it up that he's carrying, and now he's talking about firing shots at people in a right. crowd. That's a popular song. I don't know how popular it is, but it's out there. Like, man, really? I don't know why people find that in entertaining. Like, I don't know. It really puzzles me, that type of music. It puzzles me. Kids love it. Kids love it. But do they love the beats or do yeah. they love the lyrics? I think me and you have had this conversation many times about lyrics. And as kids, what do you really realize and what don't you? I think a lot of it is the beats. I think a lot of it is the, you know, the 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 speed that the songs are sung in in certain cases where they're really quick. Uh, I think the rhyming is something for a lot of them. But yeah, I mean, listen, I went through that phase too. I liked it. I mean, I settled into, as you know, alternative rock for the most part. What did you like that was uh, like when I was? I would say lyrics. when I was when I was in probably sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I went through the phase of, you know, of LL Cool J and Naughty by Nature. and. But they weren't, were they that, LL Cool J, I don't think was that nasty, was he? I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm talking about just the rap just music. Just rap, yeah. I just, hip hop, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. I did get into that a little bit. Um, right, but like LL Cool J, Run DMC, the, the, their lyrics were not graphic like this. Right, but it was... It was that genre of music that I definitely got yeah. into. And I was listening to more than just that. I feel like the first songs that I remember being graphically nasty were Two Life Crew. 
Yeah. The two I, live crew. Absolutely. You definitely remember them. But I think they went out of their way to purposely just do that type of, those types of lyrics mm-hmm. and things. Sure. To be shocking. And they made a lot of money doing it. But I just think back, like, when when the the groups were going after, like, Motley Crue and Judas Priest and Ozzy Osbourne over nothing well, compared to... But it's what? the t- but it's the times. I mean, people they wouldn't put Elvis Presley on TV because he was shaking his hips. That's true. Jim Morrison as well. So you just you progress, and we seem to just right, but not care as we go on. But what's weird is we we care about everything else all of a sudden. Where we're policing everything except music lyrics that are wildly popular. Yeah, and are on Spotify and Apple Music and. The other thing is like none of these none of these uh platforms take responsibility for it, right? But if I put up, put up I don't know like I, I feel like if if we wanted to get a movement going and I don't but if we if people wanted to get a movement going to go to Apple Music and Spotify and say these graphic violent songs are all over your platform and it's affecting kids. Yeah. I know it's different because it's a pay service, right? Yeah. So it's not like you could go to their advertisers and say, hey, what are we doing here? But it's just weird that they don't seem to take any responsibility. And a company uh, like Apple, which is just this huge company. I bet you we agree to it in the terms of service that we don't read. I, even still, you could agree. I, I'm with you, but that's what they'll hide behind. Well, you signed up for it. You read it. But it's where like... I heard Anthony from Opie and Anthony. He was a guest on Joe Rogan. And, right. and he 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 and Aunt Opie and Anthony got suspended at when they were at Sirius for something a homeless guy was saying about Condoleezza Rice. He was saying crazy stuff mm-hmm. about Condoleezza Rice. It was crazy, but it was a sort of like a crazy guy, you know. Uh, and they were suspended really for over a month. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know. That. And again, that's a pay service, right? right so you're sure. paying for that, and you have to go out of your way to find that. Right. It's just weird that these that that, that we don't that people don't hold these services up to. And I know it's a slippery slope because societal like, standards. Yeah, because I know it's like it's like well, okay, well, if uh, if we police these songs for graphic sexual in nature and then these songs for guns what about this song about beating somebody up or this song all of a sudden you're now interpreting songs and deciding well i guess and i'm going to answer my own question with the question i guess you would say you don't like it don't buy it but then i would respond to that by saying you don't like it don't listen right but but that doesn't work it doesn't work because it's like if if uh you want your son to enjoy music and he wants to enjoy music, and there's plenty of it on Spotify, he could also, without any issue, find all the nasty stuff. Yeah. But the same with pornography, I guess, now on the computers. Sure. That's true. Right? Yeah. You can find anything anywhere. Yeah. If I read you more of these, you'd be like, you're kidding me. Like, it's... These songs are tough. I think we're going to be a real... A real problem with all the pornography that younger people consumed. Like, when I was older, when it really hit well you and i were older when it became Mm -hmm. readily available right like i was already past 18 yeah yeah when i was getting you know getting them from the video store that my friend paul worked at but but 
I can't imagine, like, if I was able to access pornography on, like, a phone or something when I was... When you were 13? Right. Right, sure. 10, 11, 12, 13. That must have been... A, I mean, that's got to be doing crazy stuff to us. I would tell you, knowing uh, a counselor in an education setting... Yeah. ...that kids are doing things that will... <laughs> you can't even believe. What do you mean? Like, what sorts of things? Uh, me, it's like, sexual things. That clearly they are seeing with each other. Yes, at very young ages. Right, very young ages. That's crazy. I'm not saying at 12 or 11, but like early teens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and you know what? Now that I'm saying that, maybe 12 actually. Right. Where they're experimenting with just freaky things they're seeing, things that we would have never, we couldn't even have dreamt up when we were 12 or 13. So, you're you're. I don't think you're wrong about that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the ones that don't want to experiment in weird ways. Right. Tough. If there's some sort of business involved with helping people as they get older through that, like Craig talks about, you know, with all the gambling, legalized gambling being everywhere now, that we're probably there already, but if not there, we'll be there soon where there will be so many people addicted to gambling that there will need to be more gambling counselors and, yeah, sure. and th- these sorts of things. I'm sure there's there's got to be a ton of sex therapists Yeah, for people that are dealing with this stuff. Yeah. I would think. I mean, if but not, there will like, be. But all this stuff is always kept quiet. So, you know, it's not like a kid's going to go to his parents and go, I think I'm watching a little too much pornography right. since I was eight years old. Like, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, I, I agree. You're right. A very serious program we did here. I know, Jerry. what are we doing? I like so I like to explore some of these topics sometimes. It's Works not all for me. about it's not all about penis stories, Jerry. That's a good thing. It shouldn't be. Right. Let's leave you with that. <laughs> the parting the word show. Yes. <laughs> Take care of your chickens, as they say. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show now. Tomorrow's going to be a Friday for me because I'm off actual Friday. I know. Uh, look so at tomorrow, you. I'm not going to do any serious topics here on the post game podcast. Okay. It's going to be all fun. You're going to go into the weekend like a lunatic. Here come the weekend. Yes. Enjoy the rain on Friday right. Saturday. Oh. oh. So. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock. What do you say we do this? It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. The guy to my right, the Eddie Scazzeri. The guy to my left who is fired up today, and I'll tell you why. We had a brouhaha of mega proportions, which was pretty cool last night. We've got a star pitcher with a stupid injury. This is like talking sports, but not talking sports. His name, Al Jacob Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, did you watch the Nets game last night? I watched the first half of the Nets game and was, I'm not, <laughs> I was bored. The Nets domination of the Boston they Celtics? killed them in the first half. So and is this going to be a sweep situation? It might be. I mean, you know, could the Celtics get a game? Sure. I mean, they're going back to Boston Friday. So, you know, maybe the Mets will, uh, the Mets, maybe the Nets will win four games to one or something like that, but... They've got so much firepower offensively, and the Celtics aren't very good. So, yeah, I mean, it was, I'm not going to lie, Joe Harris at one point in the first quarter has 11 straight points himself. It's like someone, I think, if I'm not mistaken, one of the guys on TV goes, they might want to guard him. Who's covering Joe Harris? In the no first one. Quarter? Nobody was. Because you're dealing with Durant and Harden and Irving. I mean, it really was unbelievable. And then Landry Shamit comes in, he's hitting threes. I mean, it was really, it was boring, to be quite honest. So what is the final? 130, 108. And it wasn't that close. That's a blowout. Uh yes. We the Nets were up, a blowout. The Nets were up by I want to say they got up by as much as twenty-eight in the second quarter. Evan must have been all jacked because I was listening yesterday afternoon. He was so excited to go to the game. Yeah. I'm making love every thirty seconds. Yep. It's great. That's, well, that's uh, quick. Based on uh, well, every thirty seconds, sure. Um <laughs> But it's that it's not how many times you get knocked down, Jerry. It's how many times you get back up. And I suppose go back and do it again. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so he must have been all beside. It was himself. a good night for Evan. Yeah, you had the the Nets winning easy. Oh, you had the Mets winning on a Degrom night, although oh. he doesn't get the win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, frustrating night, but they did. I did find one thing very funny because I was back and forth on both games, and Mets, I like Nets. What's that? Mets, Nets. Mets, Nets, and Yankees, because I was invested on the Yankees. I picked the Yankees and the Twins last night. Um, I really thought the Yankees at some point would just tear up Steven Matz, and they never did. Um, That having been said, I was back and forth on the Mets and Nets a lot, and it was funny because I saw the VR replay, and then I saw the replay with DeGrom, and Ron Darling is like, this is why why replay is great. I'm thinking, this sucks. And Sal mentioned it right at the end of his yes. show. And I agree with Me him. Me too. The VR one, I had no I actually had no problem with that one. The DeGrom one, like, ah, I don't know. That's I, it's stupid. I was thinking that when I was watching last night. I was like, they should make the bases gigantic then. Like, if they're going to yeah. count you being off the bag for a millisecond and being tagged I agree. in the replay. Make the base, like, four by four. Yeah. Nice four-by-four size base that you could slide into and hang on to. You know what was funny, though, with DeGrom was before he came up for his first at bat, I don't know if you were watching at this point, and and Ron and Gary and Keith, they're like, do you think they're going to let him swing? No, they're not going to. they got to ease him back in. He's not going to swing. So he goes up the first at bat, he starts swinging, and then the second at bat, he gets the uh, the the double that really wasn't. Turned out to be a single caught still, but... I don't know, man. That guy is really something. He is fun to watch. Yes, and uh, so he does. Uh, he pitches well. Five innings. Yeah, he pitched well. Just gave up the home run to McCann. Nine strikeouts. Yeah, that's not bad over five innings. Not bad. I saw uh, your guy though. Who? Miguel Castro. What about my man Miguel? Castro? Well, he got the win. Two innings, struck out four. He dominated. It was a thin man kind of a night. Yeah. To yes. Into 
Castro. Where were you? You should have been right, the third man out. I was right there with them, Jerry. <laughs> I saw Lindor getting booed, which I like to see. He's been getting booed. Yeah, I love it. As long as I as long as it. they don't start doing F Lindor. Right, because that's classless. <laughs> like uh, the Trey Young stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, what do you want? Even before VR steals the base, he's got, he's on second, Lindor's up, and he looks at, I, I don't know. I mean, he looks at a perfect pitch right down the middle. Doesn't even wait for the umpire to call strike three. Just starts walking to the dugout. I'll see my way out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is it is rough, man. And they, you know, they're putting up during the game the graphic, you know, Lindor, you know, a career, 280, 290, whatever it was, and all the great accolades and stats. Where is it? This is not a 35-year-old that's, you know, past his prime. It is amazing how this is, right now, is not, it'll change. I do think it'll change. It's not working out right now. I was rooting uh, against him for this year just because, I, oh, I hate those contracts. You've won in spades so yeah, far. Yeah, winning. That's right. I'm winning, even though you're counting all of your cash Oof. at the bank. I'm winning. Does I got to be honest? I'd still rather be him. Yeah, cashing the checks <laughs> yes, at the bank. I think so. Uh, you ever hear this Billy McKinney that the Mets got from the Brewers? Jerry? Not really. No, I we saw don't know the who trade. This is. I I really I'm not familiar with him. He's them, an though. outfielder, evidently. Yeah, well, when you lose everybody. Hopefully he doesn't crash into the wall in his first game. <laughs> he came over from uh, the Brewers. Yes, you just said that. The Brewers. The Brewers. And then a lot of uh, injuries yesterday. Well, Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, this is not good news. He had a rehab start, which only lasted one inning, and he left with right elbow soreness. Yes. This... <laughs> not what you want to hear. Then Corey Kluber left the game with tightness in his right Again, shoulder. Not what you want to hear. Now I don't think that there is reason for crazy concern with Kluber yet. Why? Well, because here's the thing. I would say you don't know how much it really bothering him, or is it one of those things where he comes in, he's like, "Yeah, there's something on my shoulder. Get him out. Get him out. MRI." So I don't, you know, until they do that. You don't want to go nuts, but anytime you hear shoulder, elbow, forearm with the pitcher, it's like, eee, uh, where are we going with this? But I'm not going nuts yet. Not yet. Not yet. He didn't seem very concerned, Corey Kluber himself, when I heard some of the post game. Well, and there's the point. I mean, again, I don't know. Did they just yank him out of the game because he came off the field and was just like, mm, something's mm. just a little off? If I was I a pitcher, know. I would always feel like something was off. Like, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac with that. I would always feel mm. like... Like if, if a trainer said to me, how's your arm feel? I'm like, you know what, Nelly, you mentioned it. Not 100%. You're wearing a cup? Yeah, that bothers yes. me too. I'm out. <laughs> yes, I'm always wearing a cup. You don't want a comebacker hitting you in square there, no, Jerry. No, you do not. No, you don't. And then I love this uh, injury. Indians pitcher Zach Plesak. Yeah, this one is, I mean, good Lord. He broke his just, right thumb. And don't give don't give any details. Just right. read... Just read the first line because there's more details to just the headline. All right. But read the headline because it's hilarious. Well, it says Indians Zach Plesak breaks right thumb, quote, aggressively ripping off his shirt. Right. So my first thought was, what did he do? Get his finger stuck in, like, the buttonhole? Like, what does it even mean? And then you read on. It sounds like he ripped the shirt off and then smashed his finger into a chair that was right next to him. Smashed his thumb into a chair, yeah. But instead of just saying... Our pitcher broke his finger because he smashed into a chair by accident. We go with the ripping off the shirt. 
I'm going to rip my shirt off. Oh, God. Yeah, that Aggressively, one is... Jerry. He must have done it Hulk Hogan. The only person I know that rips a shirt off aggressively is Hulk Hogan. I want to rip my shirt off. Oh, yeah. What is this, the Evan Hour? <laughs> it's a lot of uh, Evan-related things. Evan's got a lot of drops these days because he says some stupid things. Like Hulk Hogan, Jerry, when he gets in the ring, he'll rip his shirt. Actually, he doesn't. You ever try do... to do that? I I have. Oh, when, yeah, I used to love Hulk Hogan. How many shirts you own and rip? Uh, I would wait till it was a shirt that was, you know, the collar was all screwed up on. Were you I able to do it? it? Not all the way. <laughs> Not as smooth as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. No, that was impressive. Uh, I would say, though, you know what? That wasn't very aggressive because he would go slow. Right. Plesak probably really tried to rip it quick. Yeah. So it is a weird one. I've, that's, I don't think I've ever heard of someone fracturing their finger trying to rip their shirt off. Aggressively. Aggressively. Aggressive shirt ripping. Yes. So pretty the weird. The Mets got to be careful because when they have walk-offs, they aggressively rip the shirts off of uh, whoever got the walk-off. Right, and they rip the careful. shirt off for the person, not right. the person ripping their own shirt off. Right. I'm gonna now, rip my shirt off. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Are we? Are these cameras on? You got? Is that a? Is that a Hulk free shirt? It looks like a free shirt. I'm trying to rip your shirt. Right this now. is not. This is a, a, a flag and anthem. Did shirt. you pay for it? I didn't pay for it. Free shirt. Yeah, but I'm not gonna rip that. I, I like got a shirt one. for you. If you do, I got a shirt for you. Hulkamania. No, I'll rip that shirt. I'm not going to rip this quality okay. shirt. How about that we I do that at 7:30? Hulkamania running wild, brother. I'll give you a new shirt. But Hulk Hogan used to rip like a very thin cotton shirt, like very thin. The shirt I have in it's my desk thin. is a thin shirt. And you got to just start it, like cut the. No, no. That's how Hulk Hogan did. He is had this a, true? He had a cut. Yeah, I feel like that's easy to do then. Yeah. Well, that's why Hulk Hogan would do it. It would, All be, right. it would be funny every once in a while to see him struggle. There's no, there's no the doubt. Shirt. Admittedly, self-admittedly, you don't mind attention. Agreed. Truth. Seven thirty when I do the police sack injury. Will you come in here? I'll give you the cut start. Well, I'm not gonna have it on my bare chest. Like I'm not gonna show Why my not? chest because you uh, got waxed on TV once. I got a peanut butter belly now. Like, have you a seen belly society? Yeah, but I don't want to show it you off on camera. You look better than 95% that, of the world. But that will be on camera, which will be used. But you got waxed on camera. I did, but I was tummy down. You know what I mean? I was stomach down when I got my right. back waxed. Then how about this? Nobody wants to see my belly. Dude. Fair. How about this? How about you rip your shirt off, back to the camera, facing Boomer and G, and then well, you just twirl the shirt and walk out. You're like, nothing but a hula. Instead of a mic drop, shirt drop, yeah, and no, out. Yeah, no, because I have, a, I have patches of hair Oh, good Lord. Back. What it's hair? It's not pretty, Jerry. I think you, I, you know what? You don't give yourself enough credit. Mm. You don't. Uh, some things are left best uncovered, uh, not uncovered. It's like sometimes they'll say, like, it's sexier when a woman wears something beautiful than if she's nude. Same yeah, with no. a man. Yeah. It's sexier if a man wears something attractive rather than be nude. You got to leave something to the imagination. I want people to imagine what my patches of hair on my back look like and what my peanut butter belly looks like. Eddie, would you say this is the first time he is basically spitting in the way of attention? One of the rare instances, yes. Well, because it involves skin. <laughs> Let me see some skin. Yeah, I get skin it. Skin to win, Jerry. And I, I would understand if you weigh two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, but you know, this, this is sort of you know, men when we get first start gaining weight, it goes in our bellies. You weigh a hundred and fifty pounds. No, I've weighed, and you know, what I weigh now. I weighed myself this week on one sixty two. Wow, that's the most I've weighed in a long time. So you're up about ten. Uh, yeah, but at one point when I worked here not long ago, I was one forty three. So, uh, 143? I was. 
as, as an l- adult or a as, little, a, as a as teenager? A, as an adult. 143. I will say about six wow. years ago, I was 143. That's a bit much. Yeah, that's that was too thin. Now, 163. I got to get rid of the peanut butter belly gut. Well, try this. Stop eating the peanut butter. Yes, I'm we, uh, slowing down on it. You yesterday, after you told me you have the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then the apple with peanut butter, then I noticed you were eating a uh, you were eating peanut butter right out of a cup. <laughs> Granted, all powdered peanut, bu- peanut that butter. Is, that was. It's still more peanut butter. Yeah. No wonder why you're starting to look like that. Yeah, I have peanut butter belly, Jerry. I guess. Still better than most. So right. that's disappointing that you don't want to do that. That would have been fun. Yeah, would have been a video. You know how viral I that would have yeah, went. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not prepared for it. All right, fair enough. All right, well, say what you got I'm to say because we got. I cannot believe you didn't bring up the brouhaha in the first segment. So maybe in the is second this a segment. brouhaha in the stands? Did you not see no, this? No, I didn't see this other brouhaha. Oh. I have a brouhaha in the stands, well, but I don't, I don't have those. a brouhaha are... in the field. How did I miss this? I don't know. I bet it was West Coast baseball. No. We don't get any of those stories. No, it was not. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about it then, Jerry. Uh, but as you know, it's officially the one-year anniversary of my new condo. And it was the best decision I've ever made. That's right. Buying my own place, building equity in a home. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. You know how much I love them. And they made the mortgage process very easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible very personable and quick to respond to my text messages. First-time home buyers do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit carneybank.com/mortgages. That's carneybank.com/mortgages. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. All right, we got a lot more to do as we are just getting started here on the warm-up show. We've got a brouhaha to discuss. Maybe some football. Who knows along the way as well. And then Boomer and Geo join us at six on the fan. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jerry, longtime tag team champions. Do, 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 523. Third Eye Blind. Yeah, I listened to Back this uh, whole album on the way in today. Jumper, the fifth song on the uh, album. Is it five or six? Or it goes like this, Jerry. Losing a whole year. Right. Narcolepsy, great song. Yeah. Semi-Charm Life, this one. Jumper, four. Four. Look at me. Five. Oh, I said five. My bad. Five is graduate. Oh, okay. I graduate. This, yep. so, this album gets a little long. There's 14 songs Yeah, but there's a it. lot. Most of them are good. Yeah. You get, once you get to like song 11, it gets a little dicey. Did you hear what you just said? Yeah. Once you get to song 11. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Wasn't when you get to song four. That's true. Yeah. That was a... They didn't do much after in terms of popularity, but damn, that album was awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm going back and listening to these uh, albums that I loved at one point, and a lot of them are from the same era of, like, 94, 95, 96. Yeah. It was some really great music there. Sure was. It was Although also... it's great music depending on, you know, where you are in your life at certain times, right? So True. For, not for everybody. is If you're in my age range, that was great music. Could you tell me when, I'm going to ask you for two songs, if you can look them up right now, right. when they were released. You got it, Jerry. I know, but I know, I got it all. I'm going to ask you for Fuel, Shimmer. Shimmer, all right. And then Harvey Danger, Flagpole, Sitta. 
The flagpole sit-up. Because my guess is those were released between 97, and this is coming back to your thought, your point about where you were in your life. Yeah. I'm going to say between 97 and 99, 98 rather, 97, 98, because I feel like I was driving to Queens to work in Astoria, and those were the popular songs on K-Rock. Shimmer released August 25th, 1998. All right. I What's got, the other one you gave me? Uh, Harvey Danger, Flagpole, Sitta. I felt like those were the two big ones at a very similar time. Flagpole. What does Flagpole, Sitta mean? I don't know. All right, Jerry. The Flagpole, Sitta know. you're asking about? Yeah. When was that release That was released date? in uh, July of 97. So, they, so to your point, like those two songs stick out to me at a specific time because I remember driving on the BQE and just, you know, listening to K-Rock a lot. Yeah. And I would hear those songs very often. The flagpole sitter. Yeah. Little Harvey. And I don't think Harvey Danger had another hit. What like, do you I think, think Harvey Danger's it. doing right now? Uh, the Stone Pony in August. <laughs> and you'll be there. <laughs> I would not go see Harvey Danger. You need a couple hits to get me out to a I show. I agree. And I don't know that they had another one. They, uh, yeah. I think they had one other song that was had some radio play. But, you know, I, I need a lot more, Jerry. I would go see Fuel. <laughs> Because no, I would, I bet you there's probably four decent songs. But fuel, they play on those bills now where there's like three bands like them, all in one. Fair night enough. So that you don't have to sit through. But I would still go. A bunch of songs that would interest me. Harvey Danger would interest me. Fuel would interest me. Tell me about this brouhaha, Jerry. I miss this. I love I, all fights. What so happens? for someone that loves a brouhaha yeah. more than most, more than most, I would this say, is yeah. probably one of the best ones you'll see. Now in baseball. Brouhaha's, there really aren't because the bench is clear and nothing happens usually. Just a lot of guys standing around. Yes. Now, if I say to you, strumpf, zin, and slaughter, does that mean anything to nope. you? Yeah, it shouldn't. Um, so basically, this was minor league baseball. Oh, minor league. All yes. Right. But you know what, though? You this have to watch brawl. the video of this. Yeah, I, I think it was. So this was in South Bend, Indiana. It was, uh, it was a four wins field. How about that one? I really don't know who the teams were. I think it was Fort Wayne and South Bend. One of them, I believe, is a Cubs affiliate, if I'm looking at the uniforms. Um, and the bench is clear, and a lot of punches were thrown. And there are guys running after guys. Like, this is right up your alley. It was a good brouhaha. And I don't think anybody fractured a finger ripping their shirt off. I'm going to rip my shirt off. Right. So, But I would tell you. All right, I'll when, go look for that. When you get a minute, watch. I saw it on, it was either Fox Sports or ESPN, one of those highlight shows. I like Tom, like, what is that? Then I realized it was minor league baseball. I looked it up, but watching it, I'm like, man, Al had to have seen this. No, I haven't. It hasn't caught my eye yet. I actually would lead the show with it. With a brouhaha in the minor Yes, you love a brouhaha. I saw a female brouhaha in the stands at White Sox Cardinals. Is this true? Cat fight. How many girls? It was a couple Just of them. Just two, or was it like a group? I think it was two at first, and then others got involved. It was a, a, a female brawl. Could, fight. could you tell me anything about that game wow. other than the It was the big fight. Tony LaRusa game, Jerry. Yeah, Tony I mean, they LaRusa's played the night before, uh, though. Teams. So I think that was kind of oh. not as exciting. I don't care about that. I'm just interested in a female fight in the stands. Uh, I'm, wow. checking, I'm wow. checking right now. Yes, exactly. By the way, those uh, all the women involved oh, in that geez. fight could definitely beat me up. Eddie, pull my fader down, please, because I watched this dirty. before. They, boy, this looks like this is not good. Eddie, pull my fader down. It's a fader. How is that? Uh, no, it sounds. It doesn't sound it. Wow. So we've got one, two, three, four. You've got four girls throwing beers at one another, throwing punches. 
I thought you wanted your fader down, Jerry. I hear the fight. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then being restrained. You know what is amazing about this? And this is a sad reality of society. You know how many people are just standing there watching and cheering instead of pulling them off one Lots another? Of people. Well, we need to film things, Jerry. How else are we going to get video of but this if we're helping break it no up? No one's helping. Yeah. They're killing wow. each other. It's a, and, and you're right. If I if I pause this right now, yeah. Without counting person by person, at least six or seven people have their phone out. Not helping. Instead, videoing. Yeah, you got to get it out there, Jerry. Social media. We've got, you've got to create content. The people suck. <laughs> like, what is wrong wow. with us? Well, I was interested in seeing it. I'm glad somebody filmed it. You know how long it, it took security over a minute and a half to get down here. Plus, if you're not, you can't get involved. They were filming as well. <laughs> you might be right. You can't get involved in a any type of fight. Time in out. the stands because otherwise, unless you're one of your people is involved and you're trying to help them, why would you get involved with two strangers throwing down? That's all, all that can do is get you in a lawsuit or punched in the to mouth. To try and help? No, nah, I'm not interested. In I'm not saying a couple of two... drunk gals. Punching each other in the face. Listen, I get it if you got two guys that weigh 230 yeah. pounds killing each other. I understand. I mean, yes, you could take an, I mean, I guess you could take an elbow from the woman too, but like, I'm sure you could get steamrolled. These look like two petite women. Women normally know. go right for the hair to pull each other by the hair. I guess you're right, though. If you grab the wrong spot, yeah, oh, yeah. I tell you, there's just something wrong with that scene. With literally over a hundred people just staring, watching, and videoing as they're killing each other. Yeah, I would not video, but I would not help because Go I get a burger. Get, I don't want. To, well, I wouldn't get a burger because I don't. I don't want to miss it. I would want to watch it. Right. <laughs> Look at you. But I don't want to help because I. I don't want to get punched in the mouth, or I don't want to get sued. I'm always afraid of a lawsuit. I've got a lawyer on standby at all times. Jerry. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I I do think if you're trying to help and there's nine thousand cameras out, you're probably okay. When people say, "Talk to my lawyer," do they have? Do people have lawyers on standby? On standby, I don't know about that, but I've got attorneys I can call. You do? Yeah. Like if you needed to use the line, I'll call my lawyer right now. Yes, you I could do guy. that. Uh, yes. Eddie, do you my have a mother? Lawyer work, you but you gotta call? remember, my mother works for an attorney firm. Oh. Could I use them as my yes. person that I say? Absolutely. If I ever need to say, I'll, I'm going to talk to my attorney. Yes. I can count on those people. You can count okay. on the firm. All right. I promise you that. Because I always wanted to have somebody where I could go, you know what? Talk to my lawyers. Because right now I don't have lawyers. I do. I have lawyers. I have a real estate lawyer. So do I. But that's only from doing house purchase. Right. But this, this firm has real estate attorneys, yeah. divorce attorneys. Um, personal injury attorneys, so we can help you out. We run a commercial. I, I forget the name of the company. It's a it's divorce a, for men. No, not that one. I like that one. I like that one too. It's not even divorce for men. It's like it's called like divorce for dads. Like yeah, really well, hitting you. That's fair. But uh, there's one that runs in the overnight cats. I think maybe catslawyers.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the commercial because the guy they they go the next time you get pulled over. Tell the cops. Is it Lawrence Katz? What's his name? Katz is your lawyer. Could you imagine a cop? Seth com- Katz. That's his name. <laughs> Could you imagine a cop coming over here <laughs> and you go, uh, by the way, my lawyer is Seth Katz. The cop be like, who gives a crap? <laughs> you should try that. <laughs> See what happens. I would think that'd make the cop mad. Like, I would call <laughs> Seth Katz, but I wouldn't flaunt it in front of the cop. Here's what you do. 
get a speeding ticket, have Gina video, <laughs> excuse me, officer, my attorney is Seth Katz. <laughs> I start a brawl in the baseball stands. My attorney is Seth Katz. Well, I don't Give know him a call. Gonna work. Don't call me. Call like here's your ticket for a DWI. Oh, really? My lawyer is Seth Katz. <laughs> Wait, who is it? Salino, right? We can call him. Salino and Barnes. Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it just Salino now? They broke up, or I one, think so. Uh, they broke up. Yeah, I believe so. I think wow, it's even just they, Salino. Yeah, but you're right. I hear a lot of those commercials for a divorce di- for dads. Well, because. For the most part, a couple that's not married, that yeah. doesn't have children, it's a much cleaner breakup. Yeah. It's basically just dividing assets and money. The kids, it that messy. complicates things. Yeah, of course it does. No question. So that's where you want to say it's ripping at your, your heart, if you will. That's a much more complicated split. If I was involved in a... If but I was... you would throw the dog at her. <laughs> if I was married, Jerry, with children... And my wife came to me and demanded a divorce. I'd say, my lawyer is Seth Katz. <laughs> Maybe you want to give him a call. Don't talk to me. Talk to Seth Katz. Oh, good stuff. Half past five. We still have some more time. We got Boomer and Geo on a very busy Wednesday. It's a Nick pregame show coming up, basically, like an extended pregame show because they're going to be all into the New York Knickerbockers. Julius Randle, by the way, most improved player. He basically won that almost unanimously with the vote. We will get to that and a whole lot more than the guys at six on the fan. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Feeling pretty good about that right now. 5:40. What do you say? It's a Wednesday for some. We're towards the end of the week. For others, midweek. Depends on where you stand and what your weekend looks like. Al. Jerry, you see what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys and uh, one of these players uh, changing numbers. Kind of about Jalen Smith? Jalen Smith, he's yes. a linebacker. He uh, wears or was wearing number 54. 54. Yeah. He's switching to number nine. Yes, number nine. Which was his number, I guess, in high school. He says it's been his number since he was nine years old. Nice. Uh, but as we know, that was Tony Romo's number. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, Romo, you suck. You know what, though? Romo, as much as I liked him, did not win a Super Bowl. He was a very good quarterback. To me, that number should not be protected. But I feel like short I have no term, issue with it. You have no issue with None. it? None. Hmm. Eight what would about, bother me. Eight would bother you? Eight trade. would bother me, yeah. What about 12, Roger Stolbeck? Yeah, but no one wears it. Yeah. So you don't have to worry. Like 12 and 8, no one wears. Yeah. 11 bothered me for a little while only because I love Danny White, but he, he didn't win either. Yeah, there was a, I saw in this article a list of numbers that no one has worn for the Cowboys, sure. even though you, <laughs> that'd be so ballsy going there. Give me 12. <laughs> I want either 12 or 8. <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, I'll tell you this. Let's say they took a Joe Burrow or they took a uh, Trevor Lawrence. And they wanted the number. I think you got to make the phone call to Troy or to Roger. And is, do you give him permission? And it puts them in a very bad spot. It does. Spot. Yeah, it does. Of course. Because if you're Roger Stallback, you'd be like, who is this now? 
You but I also, number? I don't know about you, but I would want my own number. Me too. I don't want, like, I wouldn't want to be number eight or number 12. Right. The fact that Romo was nine was great. I would love to go in and be number five. I mean, whatever. Or 13. Or just to be your own number in that franchise's history. Well, I feel like with the Romo thing, it's still so recent. Like, I am sure there are still... And because he's a broadcaster now, I am sure there are still a bunch of Cowboy fans that show up in Tony Romo jerseys. Absolutely. No question. And now they're all going to be wearing number nine, and it's Jalen Smith. Do you know there are still, and I've done enough Cowboy games now, and I've seen enough fans, especially at, uh, at AT&T Stadium. You know there are still fans that show up in Dorset jerseys, Randy White jerseys, well, which classics, is 54. Right? right, but Jalen Smith was wearing 54. It's kind of like there are numbers that I can't, when I see certain players, even like current players, I still see the old player. Yes. You know, I see 72. I still see Ed Too Tall Jones. I don't know why. I see 54. It's still Randy White. 56 is still Eugene Hitting Machine Lockhart. I don't know why. That was weird. You're right. Like when Cole Beasley wore number wore 11. 11. Yeah. That looked so strange I, to me. Yes. Because I was a big Danny White guy as well. Sure. But I, I just, I don't, I'll bet you too, if you polled, 20 Cowboy fans. I'll bet you you would get five that absolutely loved him. Ten that were like, yeah, he's a good quarterback, Romo? but he didn't win the big game. Yeah. And then five hated him for the big mistake at the wrong time. Yeah. Like the best example, and there's a lot of them, and I don't, not even, I'm not even talking about the Seahawks thing with the fumbled snap or whatever. The game when the Broncos were unbeaten and the Cowboys were really good. I The years blend. I don't remember. It was the Peyton Manning year, though. The Broncos were putting up 50 points a game. And the Cowboys took him to overtime and had the first possession, and he gets picked. After he threw for like 400 and something yards, was off the charts amazing, picked off, Broncos score, game over. And people hated him. If he sees all the stuff now as a broadcaster, sure. where he seems to know everything that's going on, why couldn't he figure that out when he was quarterback in oh, the Cowboys? He was really good. You know, it's not like he was a he was a great quarterback. He just, man... Mistakes at the wrong times, and I don't. I don't like calling him a choker. I don't. I don't believe in that stuff. But boy, he did make a couple of bad mistakes. Which number is more beloved? If you who would you who would people be more annoyed at if, as a random cowboy rookie, you asked for number eight or number twelve? Depends on the age of the fan. For me, eight. Good point. For someone that's our father's age, twelve. And for me, twelve. <laughs> but you really I are am not your guy. father's age. No, you're not. But I mean. You didn't really see Staubach in his prime, though. No, I saw him at the end at of the his, end. his career. Yeah. I would, that's why I say someone like our father's age or maybe in between you and our dad. Like a, probably a Cowboy fan in his 60s. I would think that that would really irk him. For me, it's Aikman. Someone should test that. These teams that don't retire numbers like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's grab somebody grabbing number 12. Let's go. You're right. They got no problem giving away wide receiver numbers. Uh, Cowboys 88's been worn by a by bunch many, of people. Many people, yeah, absolutely. They've given it away. God, it's got to be at least three times. Yes, I would say. Well, they said uh, Irvin, Drew Pearson. Uh, there was another Des Bryant. Yeah, but there was but there was and CD Lamb has it now. Yeah, but and there was someone else in there too, so and I'm no blanking names. out on his name. Oh, man. Bunch of no-names, Jerry. Didn't Jackie Smith wear it, too? Was that his name? The dude who dropped the ball in the end zone? No, 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 no. There was a tight end uh, in the early 2000s. Oh. Maybe I'm getting his name wrong. I got to find it. I'll find it. 
Uh, here's a story, Jerry, which makes me very angry with Dustin Johnson. You know him. He's the golfer. Yeah, sure. What'd he do? Well, back, uh, well, Paulina Gretzky, his, his now wife, she was on a podcast and she said that when her and Dustin Johnson first started dating in 2013, right? Playboy came to her and wanted her to pose in the magazine, which okay. she was very excited to, to do. And he didn't want her doing it and paid her cash that they were going to he matched the Playboy offer to have her not pose for Playboy. By the way, just to finish, Jackie Harris was his name. He Jackie wore number Harris. 88 in 2000 and 2001. I mean, you talk about a no-name. Right. Getting nervous, getting those that, that number. Not fair. Anyway, so go ahead. I'm sorry. So I'm saying we have Dustin Johnson to blame for no nude photos of Paulina Gretzky. Big this, bother, boobs. this bothers you. It bothers me, although Playboy was funny. You know, they sometimes would have, you know, they'd promise a celebrity in Playboy magazine, and then it wouldn't be nude. This really bummed you out, huh? It, it did as when I was interested in that. As sort you were of thing. stealing your dad's Playboys. No, like I. Oh remember, no, you had your own subscription. That's right. Yeah, and I remember I was I loved I used to love Vanna White, and there was a Playboy that came out there like we've got the Vanna White photos from when she was younger. I was like, oh, it's gonna be awesome. And I ordered my Vanna White Playboy back issue order. I had to make sure I was the first person to get the mail that day so that no one saw my Playboy. I don't think it was nudes. I'm like, what is this? I thought this was Playboy. Like, this real. I can see in your face, this really bothered you. Yeah, there were a handful like that where they promised a celebrity in Playboy and it would be non-nude photos. I can get that anywhere. Like, what did that do for you? What, seeing The fact that, like, you're, like... I think you genuinely got upset about it. Yeah. Like, I get being a little disappointed. Yes. But you just looking at your face, like... There was no internet, Jerry. It seems like you're still, in in 2021, you're still bothered by it. It's false advertising. There was a lot of that going on. Yeah. What can I tell you? She still looks great, by the way. Who is this? Vanna White. Yeah, absolutely. Her and Pat Sajak have been doing that show for how long? That was another one I sent away for nude Pat Pat Sajak. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Second disappointment, Jerry. <laughs> and they put a, a thong on him. Yeah. Just like they're like, oh, Burt Reynolds was in Playgirl. Yeah, but he had something over his ween. So he was he really in Playgirl? We have nudes of Al Dukes <laughs> coming up at 730. <laughs> he's going to rip his shirt off like Hulk Hogan. I'm going to rip my shirt off. Uh, did you see Bill de Blasio? This time he this was in. dork. <laughs> uh, you know what? The they're... last time he was in a Nets. Remember, he was in a Nets shirt, a Nets hat. There are certain times I'm actually embarrassed to play audio. Yeah. This is one. So this time, Bill de Blasio showed up in a Knicks hat and had some words for Trey Young. I have an important official announcement. Uh, This is very serious. Want to get this out? This is the middle of his daily press briefing. Yeah. Message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Oh, no, he did. Trey, Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on. Play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. I hope the Knicks get buried tonight and Trey Young scores 50 so people just (laughs) scream at him. Blame him. (laughs) What is he doing? He's trying to get in the mix, Jerry. Oh, stay out of the mix. He's got to do something with the island. Oh, no, he's New York City mayor. God. So he wouldn't be involved with the uh, Islanders. This is like. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I watched a lot of the, during the pandemic, I yeah. watched a lot of the de Blasio, Phil Murphy, 
and Andrew Cuomo press conferences, trying to find out what the hell was going on. Yes. And I know this guy, listen, say what you want about him, but I didn't mind watching his press conferences because I thought he handled them relatively well. But God almighty, this was embarrassing. This was a rough one and for you? Yeah, I mean, this. you heard it. it was the so Hawks awkward. not going to fly here, loser. It was so I, awkward. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just stop. Don't do it. It was like, who was the guy we played? I thought so. Who was that? That's was about a, LeBron. That was a mayor. Uh, the rich guy, Bloomberg. That was, I mean, brutal. Come on, LeBron. Oh, man. Just stay out of it. I thought so. <laughs> right, him. Jerry, know it's weird. And- I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm psyched. Both uh, Mets and Yankees tonight, there's a guy named Herman pitching. <laughs> Domingo Herman and Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez for the Rockies against Marcus Stroman and Domingo Herman for the Yankees against Alec Manoa. Good. He's making his major league debut, is I believe. Right? And what's cool is you just said it. Um, Herman Marquez against Marcus. Marquez and Marcus. Wow. It is a weird name night. Strange night. How about that? Can you do the name game with Herman? Uh, Herman, Herman, Boban, Banana, Fana, Fofan, Me, My, Moman, Mon, Herman. <laughs> Two a holes. <laughs> you may have heard somewhere. Oh, shut up with your anniversary already! <laughs> that I'm celebrating one year in my new condo. If you're sick of paying rent like I was and want to build equity in a home, get in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process easy. Things that would have taken a few days at the big banks were done in an afternoon at Carney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. By the way, Carney is with a K. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. They're not named after the famous actor. James Carney. Oh, I guess. I was going to go Art Carney. Art Carney. Yeah. Both works. All right, time now for an Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence. She's talking about the L.A. Clippers, who are not doing so great. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Nets uh, blew out the Celtics last night. You got Knicks, Hawks tonight. Also, the Sports Mets night. won, and the Yankees lost. Corey Kluber injured, I guess. And Noah Syndergaard was uh, pulled from his rehab Big start. Sports night, Jerry. And right now, Boomer's thrusting oh. on... On Al's shoulder. Thrusting, I'm not thrusting. You're thrusting him. During the break, Jerry, I remember. You might break him. I remember another Playboy that I was really looking forward to. Boomer doing this made you think of another Playboy? No, sadly, when I went to the bathroom, it made me think of another Playboy. (laughs) There was the Madonna one that came out. Yeah. Madonna was very big, but these were older photos of her. Right. But I was so thrown off. She had armpit hair. It really right. threw me off as a kid. First of all, Frenchy French, you want arm hair, armpit hair? Huh? I didn't even know women could grow armpit hair back then. When I got, I was well, in high school. Why not? I don't know. I they, I never saw a woman. Oh, because you weren't used hair. to seeing it. Yeah, I see. Yes. I wasn't used to seeing it. But Madonna did these artsy photos. First of all, they were black and white. Also, not great. Playboy should have. So told it, us that. rank it one to ten. A one. Well, it was still Madonna, and she was still. So she gets a five right off the bat. Exactly. I would say seven. Was but this around the time? What was that song she did about sex? What was it? What was the name of that song? Well, she had a bunch of songs like that. No, but the, there was one in particular. By the way, Jerry, the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Now through Friday, it's our <laughs> week-long Yankees box office blitz. 